Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to uh, Galatians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Galatians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And if you would uh, follow along with me, please. And then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with... Uh, Barnabas, and also took Titus with me. And I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Yet not even Titus, who was with me, being a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised And this occurred because of false brethren secretly brought in who came in by stealth to spy spy out our liberty which we have in Christ Jesus, that that they might bring us into bondage, to whom we did not yield submission even for one hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much just for the opportunity to be here and to worship and to know that, that you are with us. Father, I ask that, that as we are gathered, that, that your spirit would just come amongst us and open our hearts and open our eyes and open our minds and lead us in a direction that only you could lead. Father, we give you the praise in all things. And may this all be to the glory of our Father. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated, and please uh, leave those Bibles open. Um, as it says in here, after, after 14 years, Paul makes his way back to, um, to Jerusalem. And this time, as he goes back, he takes Barnabas and Titus with him. And so, just to kind of give you an idea on, on this, there's a timeline that's, that's involved here. Um, the timeline works with this. If you remember, there was a day that Paul on, on, the, uh, uh, on the road to Damascus was, was knocked to the ground and a bright light shone around him. And, and Paul, Paul met the, the resurrected Christ. And, uh, and, and on that day, he was converted. He, he became a, not an enemy against Christ. But he became a follower of Christ. And, and three years later, you know, not, not wanting to convert or to confer with, with flesh or blood, but, but wanting to, to get more of what he had received, he went down into, into Arabia, and that's where he spent his time. And from there, back up to Damascus, and then three years later, he went to Jerusalem. And now, from that point, 14 years later, he is, is back, going back to Jerusalem again. Um, and so I want you to understand, Paul has actually been preaching a message of grace 
for 17 years. 17 years. He's, he's been... He's been preaching this, this message, a message that, that uh, he calls um, the gospel, which I preach. Or in other places in scripture that he writes, he'll call it my gospel, because it is different. There's a difference here. And, and, and it's preaching the message of grace, which is the message that, that you receive all the time here. But, you know, when, when we look at, at what we do in, in ministries, um, you know, we a lot of times become, become discouraged. Um, we want to see results. Um, you know, I, I, kind of, I kind of think about um, last week when Carol spoke. Um, there's, this is a ministry, a, a ministry. The Samaritan Project is a ministry. It's one that, that, that reaches out to families. And, and, but it's been going on for a few years now. And, and you want to make a difference you, you want to do something that is going to touch somebody's heart. Um, and it takes a while. It takes a while to, to, to grow an, an actual ministry. Um, <laughs> I th- also, I think about like family night. When we started family night here, and we were over in the in the uh, fellowship hall, and and uh, you know we had we had some some people coming, and then we had VBS. This was going to change everything. And and uh, when VBS was done with, not one, not one came to family night, not one. And so it and and I remember sitting in the office with Justin, and and I'm the optimist. He's a pessimist. <laughs> and and uh, sitting there going, wow, even for Mr. Optimist here, I, I, I was like, good grief, not one of them came. And now, and now today, if, if, you know, on family night, if, if we're under 40, we're going, Holly, what's happening? You know, what, wow, we're having, an off, we're having an off week, you know, 40 people. It's taken a while. It takes a while. And, and so here's Paul, 17 years that he's been preaching the message. And people don't get the message of grace yet. They still don't get it. And, and he's having to preach this message. And, and, and I know he understands. At least I hope he understood. But, you know, we want ministry to grow. We want it to grow now. We want the results and, and, you know, I guess maybe that's because a lot of us have a business mind or whatever. And, and if, you, if you spend a buck, you want to see a return on your dollar. Ministry doesn't work that way. If it did, this would be easy. And it's not easy. <laughs> you know, um, I know I've talked before about what it's like to, you know, be in sales. Sales is a piece of cake compared to ministry. It really is. You want to see results? You don't always get results. The results are coming. But sometimes things have to, have to work the way that God wants them to work. And he needs to see something maybe that there, there has to be a change. There has to be something that, that happens. I don't, I don't know. You know, if this was a science... And then it would be easy to, to, to tell you what, what it takes to grow one. But I'll tell you what it does take. It takes faith. And it, and it takes a little patience. It takes patience. The faith that, that really it's not about us. It's about the ones that haven't heard. 
It's about those that, that you're going to change a life. And when you think of it in those terms, when you think about changing a life, guys, that doesn't necessarily happen overnight. You know, there's, there's I, I'm, every VBS I'm excited about because I know that there's some, there's a, a kid out there. Do you, know, do you understand what kind of a start we can give to a child in their life by hearing about Jesus Christ? Do you, do you get it? You get it. And, and, and when you see that, and when, and when you see a little kid, and we call them little kids, but actually, I mean, they're getting to the ages of, yeah, we're starting at four years old on, on, on VBS, but, you know, you get older kids in there. And when you see one of them, when you see the light go off, when you see, well, I should say, the light come on, and, they, and, they're, and they're understanding that there is something about Jesus Christ that's special. And it's not the garbage that they're hearing in school. But that there is something that is, that is going on and it's called Jesus Christ in their lives. And we're allowed to talk about Jesus. Guys, that's the difference. That's when you go, oh, good grief. I've got a group of, of, of 15 kids bouncing up and down all over the place. They're driving me crazy. What am I going to do? Guess what? It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Okay, now that I've ran off on my bunny trail there, um, you know, I, we're talking, I'm talking about the early church. But I am. I'm talking about how ministry and what it takes to grow and, and, the, and the time that it, that it takes and, and the problems that the early church went through. And believe me, they went through a, a tough time. And, and they had a lot of problems, and, and they, but they had to bring, the whole idea was to bring the gospel to the unchurched. It's always been that. The early church. Bring the gospel to the unchurched. It's, it's not about anything else that we, could, that we could possibly think that a church would be for. A church is to bring the gospel to the unchurched. To save lives in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what it's always been. But the problems that they faced back then are the same. Are, they're the same problems we face today. And, and, I've, and through the scripture, I've... I picked out a couple of these problems, and it was. And, and they're identical to what we do today. The same problems. You know, for, for two weeks, I told you about Peter's trip um, to, to Cornelius's. Um, uh, he was a, a Roman centurion. Um, uh, he was a Gentile. And, and, and Cornelius had a vision. God sent an angel there and said, you, you, need, to, you need to go get Peter. He's down in Joppa. Go down and get Peter. Um, go down and get Simon, a surname Peter. Bring him up to you. Because he's got something he needs to tell you. And so he, was, he did that. And Peter, at the same time, is at his place in, in Joppa, up on the roof, getting ready, wanting, to, wanting something to eat. And God drops that, that, that sheet down with all the four, you know, the, 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 the four foot, four-legged animals and the creeping things and the birds of the air and all of that stuff. And he says, rise, Peter, kill and eat. Remember this? For two weeks I talked about that. Two, amazing what you can stretch out as a pastor. But it's, it's the idea he had to, Peter had to be obedient. Cornelius had to be obedient. And then the next week we talked about the change. The change that came because Peter would walk into a house with Gentiles and, and, he, would, and, and he would give them, he would give them the, uh, the gospel. Guys, 
what I would consider to be a successful trip is what happened with Peter. He walked into a house full of people. They were, they were Cornelius' family. They were his servants. They were uh, friends. He brought them all into the house. And the household was saved. The household um, converted to, to Christ. They heard it. That's what I would call success. But, you know, what God considers success, a lot of times other people don't look at it as being successful. And so when Peter goes back to Jerusalem, and it's a part I didn't cover, but when Peter went back to Jerusalem, this is what happened to him. This is the greeting he got. Rather than, than us welcoming home um, a, a missionary, um, this is what happened. Flip over in your Bible. Whoops, that means I've got to flip over in my Bible to Acts chapter 11, 11, 1, 2, and 3, where it says, Now the apostle and brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles also received the word of God. And when Peter came up to Jerusalem, those of the circumcision, which are the Jews, contended with him. Contended means that's a nice way of saying they jumped down his throat. Saying, you went into an unsurprising, You went into uncircumcised men and ate with them. Good grief. Peter was fighting something here. He was fighting those who figured that there were people who were not worthy to hear the message of Jesus Christ. That was what they were fighting. That's what Peter was fighting. You went into the house and you ate with Gentiles. Ew! How could you do such a thing? Actually, it's a ceremonial type thing. These, the Gentiles could never be clean enough to ever hear the word of God. That's what he was fighting. This wasn't a, hey, Peter, good job, buddy. Good job. You want a household for Christ. No, it was, Peter, how could you do such a thing and offer Christ to a, to a bunch of Gentiles? How could you do that? Peter's words back to him in Acts eleven seventeen and 18. If therefore God gave them the same gift as he gave us when we believed on the Lord Jesus, who was I that I could withstand God? When they heard these things, they became silent and they glorified God, saying, then God has also granted to the Gentiles repentance of life. They, they jumped him. He said, who am I to withstand God? God calls me to Cornelius' house. Who am I to say, no, I can't go in there because they're Gentiles. Who am I to stand against God? And when, they, and when he followed what God had called him to do, there was an amazing thing that happened. And people were one to Jesus Christ because obedience. Guys, worthiness is what they were fighting back in that time. And we still fight that today because we still see people that we think that just, they, don't, they, they aren't like us. They aren't like us. There's something different about them. Maybe, maybe you don't like the way they are during the week and you think, well, I'd invite them to church, but I don't want that person in here with me. Really? Really? Guys, churches have been known for this for years, of being cliques, of being clubs, of not being inclusive into the community. When we say we want to go out into the community, it means that we want to touch a community. It means we want to touch everybody. 
When we run around to, to, uh, through the neighborhoods, golly, I'm on VBS a lot this week. Um, when we run around in the community and we take these door hangers and we go around and drop them on their doorknobs and, and hoping that they'll come, sometimes you run into people and you think, oh no, they just caught me putting something on their doorknob. And they're genuinely happy that you did. You know? It's, it's, that, it's that first attempt of, of seeing somebody that you don't know and you think they're going to jump down my throat for, for putting a door hanger on their doorknob. No, they're not. Man, I had a lady with a bunch of kids go, really? Where is this? Of course, I froze and couldn't tell her. No, no. I mean, it, it was, all the information was on the door hanger. You just take it and say, at Trinity Church. and It wasn't tough. But guys, you... you Listen, turn over in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 10, 32 and 33. Really? Okay. (laughs) You might think you're getting a full sermon. You might be getting a half of one today. (laughs) This is what it says. Matthew 10. 32 and 33. Therefore, oh guys, I, I, I know you're waiting with bated breath for me to read this, but listen. Listen to these words. In my Bible, they're all in red, okay? Which means this is Jesus saying this, okay? Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Listen here. Rather than two points this week, we're going to go to one point. Here's what I want you to get. How open are you in, in your Christian life? I've always, I've always been scared to death of something. I've always been afraid that when I died, someone would say, golly, I, I didn't know he was a Christian. I've always been afraid that somewhere along the line, I'd miss somebody. I was always afraid that I could stand before Jesus one day and, and at, the, at the Bema seat and not have a crown to put, to put before him because I didn't do the job that he had asked me to do. Listen, guys, this, this is serious stuff. This is more serious than anything that you've ever done in your life. There are people out there. And, and I, you know, it's always been that the United States is the one who sends out the missionaries. You know something? There are more countries that are sending missionaries here than we're sending out. And you can only imagine why. You know, it, it comes from when Dennis... Um, uh, Dennis and Katie being um, Gideons, talking about their, their 
they didn't go, but the Gideons went, went to Panama. And, and how the Panama government opened the doors for them. And they gave their, new, their, their testaments to, to businesses. And they gave their testaments to their government employees. They opened the door and allowed them to give New Testaments to, to the, the government employees. And then they opened up their schools. And they went into the schools. And, and they brought in cases after cases of Bibles. And they handed them out to the schools, to the children in the schools. And there was nobody there saying, don't do that. Don't do that. We don't want to talk about Jesus here. Nobody did that. But they do it here. They do it here. And so here's what you need to understand about your life. God never called you to do nothing. He never called you to be his own, to say, good, you're done. I don't want you to do anything. I want you to know that there are people in this community, it could be your next door neighbor, that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And here's what they won't tell you in a lot of churches today. If you don't know Jesus, you're dead. You're going to hell. And that's all there is to it. There isn't some other little magic formula that's going on here. With every bit that is in my heart, I know and I believe that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you haven't made that commitment to him as Lord and Savior, this is one-stop shopping. You're on your way to hell. There is no nice way of saying this. There is no other way of doing it. And guys, I don't ever want to stand before Jesus Christ and, say, and have him say, why didn't you tell him? Why didn't you tell him? And so I'm doing that. And, and, and in Scripture, in Scripture, it says that those that hear have lost their excuse. Why would, this, why would Scripture say that? It's because you have no argument. You can stand before God one day and say, but I didn't, but I didn't, but I didn't. They didn't really tell me quite that way. You've just lost your excuse. Because every one of us, whether, whether it's, it's at the, the, the judgment seat, after it's at the white throne, or whether it's at the Bema seat, or whatever, Christians will be at the Bema seat, guys. It's where I want to be. I don't want to ever go to the white throne judgment, because that means that I missed out. And if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, geez, pastor, don't threaten us. Sorry. If you're standing at the white throne judgment, guys, you're lost. You're lost, and it's all over. And there's no deal-making, there's no but, 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 but. There's nothing. There's nothing. Guys, you know people that are going to the white throne judgment. You know it. You know You're friends with them. They might be related to you. Guys, to be silent in our lives after what Jesus said in there, if you deny me before man... I'll deny you before my Father. Guys, that means to me that he has given us a command 
to be open with our Christianity, to be open with this relationship that we have. Can you imagine how long I'd go if I gave two points today? But listen, guys, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Because somewhere along the line I might forget. I, don't know, I doubt if I'll forget. But we're going to take communion today. We're going to take communion. Praise God that we can do that. Praise God. It, it means so much to take communion and to know and to know what this stands for. Christ shedding his blood for us. But I'm going to tell you this. When we're done taking communion, if, if you... I'll, I'm going to stay up here. When, when we're all done, if we're, when we're all done and, and, and it's time to go home, we've taken communion, we've sang our last song and everything else, and... If, if you aren't a hundred percent, it drives me nutty when I talk to somebody about heaven and they say, yeah, I think I'm going. Man, if you don't know, if you're not sure, if, if you think there's any doubt in your mind, because there should be none, none, I know where I'm going. I know who Jesus Christ is. And I can't wait to get there to tell you the honest truth. Golly, if that's the case, don't walk out those doors. You come up here. And, I, and I'll tell you, I'll be up here. Justin will be up here. I'm setting up an altar call right now before we ever go through anything, any other part of the service, guys. This is, this is important. This is important. Don't play games with your eternity. Don't do it. Don't go in wondering. You be sure. You, you be absolutely 100% sure. Amen. Thank you, sweetie. Whew. Just remember the invitation, okay? <clears throat> Woo, the pastor's on a roll. Amen. Amen. And you know how that altar call happens? Do you know how, why that's even possible? because what Jesus Christ did for us. And that night before, when he was in that upper room with his disciples, knowing what was coming, and, and after the Passover meal, he took the bread and he gave thanks to the Father, knowing where he, he was headed. He's going to the cross, guys. And he took that bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Eat this, and when you do, do this in remembrance of me. Guys, that's... I know they didn't understand what he was talking about, but they knew. They finally figured it out. He was given himself, not only for them, but for you. And after the bread, he took the cup, and he gave thanks to the Father. And he said, this cup is my blood of the New Testament. And it's shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Drink this. And when you do, do it in remembrance of me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you for what you've done, for who you are, for, for wanting us to be in your fold, 
wanting us to be in your family. Lord, touch these hearts. If, if anyone's here that is not saved, touch these hearts. And, and if not, touch their hearts to be able to share this with someone else. Let's, let us not, in the times we live in, Lord, let us not play games with us. Father, I thank you that we can come to your table and realize just how, how special, how important this really is. Father, let us, let us praise you night and day. Let us praise you now as we kneel before you. Let these, these common elements, the, 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 the bread and the juice, let them be the body and blood of Christ for all of us who partake. Father, may you be glorified in all of this. And we pray. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word. Pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.